Hey guys, it is the season finale of Braindead. I can't believe that we've actually made it to this point, but it is a two-parter this week. We've got a lot of uh, analysis up for you right ahead. You're tuning in to the destination for TV superfan discussion, After Buzz TV. And now, let the buzz begin. been a whirlwind of a season, Yes. but we are finally excited to have you guys along with us in the final part of our journey with you. Uh, it's been a great season. I've mm -hmm. enjoyed it uh, overall, but we'll get to our uh, total analysis, what we thought of these uh, this two-part season finale uh, of this series, and then we will uh, talk about what we thought about the whole season overall. Yes. Um, but to start us off, um, I am Kevin Ellis. You can find me on Twitter at TheKevinEllis or on Instagram at KevinEllis25. And I am joined by the lovely Courtney Henderson. Thank you. I, as he said, am Courtney Henderson. You can find me on Instagram or Twitter at Cohen, C-O-U-H-E-N. Well, it was a fun, fun start to our... Uh, to our two-part yes. finale. All I have to say, which I've been saying all night, why did we not get more of this sooner? That I mean, I've loved know. these two hours, and I feel like I've been waiting for this. I just didn't know it until I saw it tonight. <laughs> and, and last week, uh, Lucretia and I were talking about mm -hmm. the last episode, and we did enjoy episode 111. Like We, we felt like it was coming back to what some of the earlier season yes. was, and that, that sci-fi feel, the just the general drama that it felt mm -hmm. lacked towards the latter part of the season, it finally found its uh, its pace towards the end. But the real question is, did they in the series did they get the pace fast enough uh, to keep just general audiences enthralled? I mean, we I really like this series. Me too. But, I, I mean, the viewership just wasn't there. I think if had this information come sooner, three or four, five even maybe episodes, mm -hmm. sooner they, they would have caught, either kept or caught back. Is that even a phrase, caught back? I, caught you know back. what I'm you saying? Know, I know what you're talking People about. People would have come back... Uh, <laughs> Had we had some of this, I mean, Gustav being in the sergeant. Yeah, yeah. That, you know, some of those kinds of things. Cool revelation that I felt was way too late. Yes. Like, were we even fully rewarded with that information? Right. Did it even matter? Right. The whole time he's NSA. Well, well it, it does matter? matter, and you know why it matters. Do I know? Tell because me. of Rasheen yeah, Babin. No. What <laughs> However. I be I I love those last few little moments of them together in the in the finale. Um, did we expect? I mean, I think we did predict at the beginning of the. We season. talked about it, but I yeah, think it did. kind of went away. But, but for me, and this is so funny because it's like the end of both episodes, so we've just kind of jumped all the way to. Yeah, but did. hey, you know. Uh, but with them, I feel like I would love to see their romance. I would love to kind of understand. Um, why they waited so long to kind of give us this because the one payoff was that we have um what what's her name Rochelle kind of liking him and like you see that but you don't know yet that Gustav is kind of this like legit guy you think he's kind of this like paranoid creepy guy from the park or whatever and right. so she can't she can't like him 
because she's a doctor. Right. And so all of a sudden now she can't like him because he works for the NSA. I, Huge payoff. Yeah. I, but other than that. In that regard. Yeah. True. I'm with you. It would have been nice to see that sooner. Or have a hint. Like like a little crumb of what, you know, that there's something more. You know, like catch him on a phone call or or not available for them because he has some work-related thing that kind of makes them wonder more Agreed. about him. I think it was almost but. a throwaway element that it didn't really... It didn't add to the plot line. It didn't, uh, it didn't make any sense. Right. Uh, it would only matter going forward for another throwaway. season. And, and maybe, honestly, maybe he wasn't until this episode. You know what I mean? In the writing, that he wasn't planned to right. be, but it was like... We've got a button, put a button on this and give him something and we'll give him the NSA. And that makes more sense. Because at first I thought, you know, because we see him take the picture and make the fake ID. So I thought he'd made, I was like, oh my gosh, well, he can't make like a senator badge for himself, like as himself, because he can't be Red Wheatus like in public like that. So I'm like, he made himself some other sort of. Security badge or whatever. So at first I was kind of like, maybe this is a fake badge. Like another one that he just kind of took advantage of that they're badge making. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, I like it better that he actually does work for the NSA. Just for the whole him and Rochelle banter um, moment. And I love that they think that they won because <laughs> all of the cherry blossom blossoms fell. Right. Like a rained pink. And he's, uh, it was a nice... Uh, I think what... The, the writers did a good job of mm-hmm. is that they took all of these characters who played a big role in defeating the bugs and gave them each their own like element, victory. their own element of victory. Exactly. Um, though a, a, a very unpredictable hero at the end, which I guess we'll get to in Gary, the intern. But, oh my God. Like, <laughs> What? Yes. What was that of all people to actually kill the queen? But uh, I loved it. I thought that was very well done. But yeah, let's I guess start with start off episode how we, uh, twelve. Yeah, episode twelve <laughs> entitled "Talking Points Toward a Holistic View of Activism in Government." Can the top rebel? Always creative with these episode titles. So Luke and Laurel are you know beginning this episode with Luke sitting down Laurel to mm-hmm. talk about what he had found out in his CIA briefing, but more than more than anything else, he's just trying to keep her from setting fire to this whole Right, because he issue. wants to be the new director. He's looking out for himself, as Luke always right. tends to do. Um, but Gustav, Rochelle, and Laurel don't see anything of it. They want to go forth with trying to make sure that the, you know, the bugs are defeated. Um, but there's a little bit of a an odd fallout between Gustav and Laurel at the beginning of that episode where she goes off on him being a little crazy, if you well, will. If that, so if I remember right, first we see from Luke, you know, mm-hmm. Laurel, the CIA's handling it. Right. And I'm, I'm, I guess I'm, is it this episode? Is it, it's 12 where, um, they, Get the queen out of Red's ear with the magazines, or is that the end of? That was the 11? end of one. Okay, okay. Yeah. I watched that just before to kind of be totally fresh, so that's gotcha. why I'm blurring those lines. Okay, so that's why. So now Red is really sick, uh huh. And Laurel, and because 
Laurel's like, no, 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 the CIA's got it. They want us to stand down. The amateurs are in the way. That's why Gustav's like, they're full of crap. Yeah. He's probably infected. And, uh, I mean, I was kind of surprised that Laurel kind of gave in so easily. I agree, too. And I think it's only because Luke is the one bringing this to her. Right. You know, and so she's got that element of, if my brother's right, Mm -hmm. I'm really going to ruin his chances at getting what he wants. Right. Um, But then it's also kind of like, if the end of the world is at stake... I'm making a fool of my brother, like, not letting him get the job he wants for the sake of mankind, literally. Probably not, like, the worst move. What was surprising is just because of how she had dealt with uh, Agent Anafrio at the beginning of the season. And he worked for the FBI. And if the FBI right. was able to be penetrated, why is she so quick to mm-hmm. think that the CIA wouldn't have that same problem? So right. I-, I was also a little surprised that she was quick to to agree with Luke Mm -hmm. and the information that he had. But maybe it was like a little bit of a relief in the sense that it's like, okay, I don't have to burden myself with this anymore. Mm -hmm. Um, you know what I mean? Cause it's a, I I can only imagine the weight that you carry with a scenario like this. Sure. In real life. Oh Um, yeah. I mean, she's been bogged down with a ton mm -hmm. of stress over the course of these last couple of months um, I mean, a new relationship. Her father is infected. Right. I mean, her whole the life has been up thrown. The relationship. The you know what I mean. Yeah. Just all of it. But it's been thrown into a whirlwind. And the fact that she is in a totally brand new city where she, you know, knows nothing about. She is a documentary filmmaker. So to go back to the world of politics where she just didn't right. want any bit of a part of. I, mean, I was going to say, you bring up the filmmaking, she also has $2 million calling her name. She does. Now, what do you make of the Ocean League uh, intervention? The fact that it was just brought out of nowhere, I... Did you think that what Red was involved? Because I guess we didn't get any sort of sign that, On that yeah, he was involved. I, I mean, it just seems a little bit too perfect to be the same amount. Uh-huh timed with that having now somebody else come at laurel because obviously red's not going to get through to her right um so i kind of felt like maybe red had the the ocean league website made yeah to it seem like all... just legit enough that they would say yes um and i i think laurel got to the point where and maybe this is why they don't touch on it she didn't really care where the money came from right she had the money and she wanted to make her documentary and I think she kind of got to that. I can't believe that I let myself get this far off my personal path Mm -hmm. over things that I don't really care about. There was something on that website that said never give up. Yes. Something along those lines. Yes. But what I was, what was going through my mind at least is whether or not Gustav had played a role in the website building because we know he's capable of it. We know that he now works for the NSE. So I was thinking, okay, would Gustav have done this? But... To what end game does it actually lead right. Laurel into actually fighting for, you know, fighting against the bugs and not going off and doing her own thing? And why? Because of the little spat, because that's what the whole thing between them is about. Yeah. Her walking away from this. Right. So, so I. I don't think. I don't see him being involved only because that only led her away from trying to get rid of the bugs. Mm-hmm. So. 
confusing. I just a weird plot point that was thrown in there, but I guess it doesn't matter in the end. Uh, Though, okay, so they have the committee meeting. Right. And Ella is now showing a little bit of, uh, I guess, animosity towards Red's character. Right. And he's, he's screwing sick. things up. He's, he's sick. He's hurt. The queen is wounded. Mm-hmm. And he's not doing anything to move their whole plan forward. He's almost hindering it. So right. what did he can't. He... I, I mean, I think it's not that he doesn't want to. I mm-hmm. think the queen being injured has literally taken a toll on him and he's still doing the best he can with little Gareth over his shoulder. <laughs> but now the king is compassion. trying to take over. Do you think that if Ella had been able to take control of Red, do you think that this would have ended differently for the bugs? I mean, I'm going to have to say yes because I don't know that Gary the intern would have been walking into Ella's <laughs> office. This is true. You got a good so, point there. Otherwise, she was no, always but, a strong I character. Mean, it's 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 interesting because Ella held the king, we'll say. Mm-hmm. Um and so it's one of those where I'm like, well, you know, you as a woman I'm like, okay, well Ella's going to win and it's like, well no, like the queen bug, you know, she won. Mm-hmm. She beat the king and and it was so interesting that what there's like the blood spatter all over red and he says to the queen, you know, like go for it and she just totally destroys <laughs> her male counterpart yep. that she in our last scenes with them together, we know had a very different uh, attitude towards circle one of life in that regard. So. But yeah, I mean, it did not work well for Ella in the end. She was no, I mean, and Red is getting really ballsy. Oh yeah, that, that gun total. came out a lot tonight. <laughs> three, three times I think we saw he he was aiming. Well, he killed Ella, right? Then he points it over at Luke, right? And then right at the end at with the Laurel. End. And Gareth pulled it out at one point. I mean, when yeah. he was just in there by himself, pulled it out at one point. It's just like, okay, we get it. All he has at work is a it gun is the and wild, a wild of Lana. West. Seriously, yeah. Which, that was an interesting little yeah. revelation. Um, which we'll get to at the end. So, uh, the cherry blossoms, it turns out, is the, the sole purpose of these internment camps. It's not anything that we had I, predicted loved this because they were so clever and you know so they bring in the they bring in i I didn't actually catch his name they called him hardy at one point but i thought was like a cover name Uh uh-huh to find because so they don't get a pdf copy of the bill of the budget okay cole stockwell i think Yes, yes stockwell thank you who laurel is just kind of stuck with because they have to find out what in the budget that's this big uh they're, they're hiding because they didn't give a PDF version, so it couldn't be searchable. So, of course, we get Gareth to find it and search it, and it's in the farming. And I just love that they're talking about over 500 beds, and they were talking about beds, just flower, flower beds. beds. And then they're talking about the glass or windows, you know, and they make it sound metaphorical when in reality it's literally the windows to be the roof of these hothouses. So I thought that that was so clever because on one hand, they're not actually lying. And the whole war thing was a total, like, baloney distraction. I, I think, yeah, I, the, whole, the whole thing 
was well constructed, at least on the bugs part. They they did a good job. I mean, how many small cities was this? It was like sixty small cities or. I thought it was 80. 80 80 might have been the number. Across Um, the state, or states. But, you know, it was clever. I mean, they're trying to to not only reproduce, but to also have some kind of, you know, survival element. Um, It was was a good plan, though. As you mentioned, I wish they would have gotten to this point quicker. I almost feel like... How fun would it have been to see more interactions with Gustav and Rochelle trying to go, you know, trying to get in there... Yeah. Uh, yeah, I just feel like there was a lot more to play with. Or even getting us down into the basement, into room 254. Yeah, uh, SRB 54. SRB 54, yeah. You know, getting us a little glances of things sooner. I don't know. It's hard to say because maybe this wouldn't have seemed as fast-paced or interesting because we would have been getting these little nuggets all along the way rather mm-hmm. than all tonight, kind of in this wrap-up. Um but the one thing I will say when Red was sick that I loved is they're in the meeting, they're in the debate, mm-hmm. and I think it was Ella, I think it was when she was still alive, she says something about um, the use of the internment camps. And Red says, well, it's important oh. secret use. Yes, yeah, secret use. And, and he really digs himself a hole. Yes, and well... Why not have it be a secret? Like, <laughs> and I just, I really appreciated that. And just kind of that they let, it's just realistic, I guess, for that to happen. He's sick. Things are kind of going awry. And it can't just be this perfect on either, this like perfect thing on either side. So I love that they kind of showed some of that weakness um, that Ella was so angry to have exist. Yeah. And the whole, the whole cherry blossom bit as, uh, EGB, EJB Red Sox pointed out, uh, last week, that was the, their prediction actually, that the cherry blossoms were going to be, um, more of an element in this internment camp bit. So, uh, good prediction. Yeah. Uh, we did remember that. Um, yeah. So as time goes on, there's, there's a couple of like, little things that I want to get to before we get to the final episode, but Gareth, Gareth, when he comes on into Luke's office area and has the the marry me scene. Oh yeah. What, what was going through That's your mind? That's before he's attacked. This right? is before he's attacked. Okay. Yeah, it was. Couldn't tell if you know a little liquid courage helped him in oh, this. Oh, he <laughs> had been drinking just a little bit. But I think he is how was he said so it. cool, calm, and collected. He knew what he was going in there and saying. Did you expect this to be said? No, I thought "I love you" was coming. Yeah, well, I mean, because clearly, seems he's like, just let me say, it. you know, it was. I thought it was going to be more along those lines. Mm-hmm. Or, you know, don't go or, you know, something with this whole... Because it's after he finds out Laurel's leaving in a week. Right. For this documentary. Um, And neither of them are keen to want to accept what the other person has to do professionally. Like, they they both are trying to stay true to what their own career paths are. Which is good. I think think that that's important. But if you want to make something work, there has to be some balance and compromise Mm -hmm. on both sides. Um, that we have yet to see, I would even say, till the final moments of the episode with the conversation that they have. But right, uh, 
I just love this because it really kind of shows them both wearing their heart on their sleeve. Mm-hmm. This was kind of the beginning of a very fun dialogue between the two of them that kind of kept the episode a little bit light and just kind of yeah, more romantic, you know, without it being all about that. It wasn't gratuitous, which I really appreciated because especially when shows aren't meant to be kind of that romantic comedy or just kind of that romance I don't like having main themes be about characters dating. Mm -hmm. And so this show, I think, did a really good job having it present, using it when it needed to be Mm -hmm. part of things, um, but not letting it overshadow, in my opinion, what would always be kind of a better plot point than a relationship. Because it's just kind of... Any show can put two beautiful people liking each other in bed together, rolling around, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. That's not creative or original. Agreed. So the fact that that wasn't what the show was all about I really appreciated. They did a good job, the writers, mm-hmm. of making two characters who not necessarily polar opposites. I mean, ideologically, they were technically different. different yeah. But as far as just their moral character and their being, they were on point with one another. And that's what made mm-hmm. them fun to watch and for us to want them to be together. Um, but they, they did a good job throughout the season of, you know, having on and off moments between the two. It was more like a millennial relationship mm-hmm. where they are going after their own personal goals, but they truly want to have some sort of connection with one another. But they put their own personal relationships on the back burner for their careers. And that's not necessarily true of, you know... Generation Previous. Generation X or, you know, back in the 60s. You know, you don't have that. But in today's day and age, you do have relationships Especially at their ages. Exactly. So mm-hmm. I think that the writing team really did a good job of taking um, current relationships in our, you know, the world that we live in. And I hadn't even thought of it that way. Yeah. I like that. I agree. They did a good job with that. So that was, that was refreshing. Brain Dead brought yes. something I felt new to the table. It wasn't too cliche. Mm-hmm. Um, it was something that worked well for what we see in at least our demographic, I would think. Um, well, I was going to say, well, I just I have down, of course, that Gareth is attacked. And so mm-hmm. it, just, it takes me back to the early on in the episode where Ella goes to make sure that Gareth is dealt with. Yeah. So it was deal with him. She got a lot done this episode before she died. I know. Ella was just, really like, on track. <laughs> you were showing a lot of efficiency. We missed her, I think, for the last two episodes. Um, mm-hmm. And now she was brought back. But, I, uh, yeah, Ella, as I insinuated, if Red yeah. would have been the one that was killed, I think Ella would have done a, a far better job. Um, yeah, I think the series would have had to end differently than it did. Yeah. But... Not how it worked out. Nope. Um, <laughs> Baba Ella, sorry. So Laura and Luke, Laurel and Luke's father, who I cannot remember his first name, but I know it's he's played I by. I always uh, want to say David because David Lee was uh, David Lee's the actor's Zach, character. Zach Renier, yeah. uh, we'll just say Zach's character. Oh. Um, so Laurel's dad. Uh, Laurel's <laughs> dad. So Laurel tells. So Laurel tells Luke about their father, and Luke is clearly up in arms he doesn't know what to think you know he feels betrayed because the last couple episodes have been about have had luke's father sway him in certain ways that necessarily wouldn't have benefited him as it turns out so it's so i guess he was going he was really going against 
what would be best for Luke and what's good for the bugs. Right. So Luke is torn up about that. Understandably so. Understandably so. It's hard to because I feel like Luke doesn't really understand because he hasn't really been through this with Laurel. Mm -hmm. That to some extent, it's not really his dad saying those things. Mm -hmm. And so I think later when we see him talking to Laurel and he makes the comment that it kind of like it's not the bugs, like we never had a father or like we never had a dad kind of a thing. I think that's a little bit of that misunderstanding that it in these cases, these last few episodes, it really is the bugs Mm -hmm. and that motivation that obviously it sounds like there have been not great times between them, lots of judgment uh, and disappointment as far as what Luke is or isn't achieving Mm -hmm. Um, for the family name. The name sounds like it's, been a big deal and, and it's important to daddy healy mr healy that Healy, he you know that that luke doesn't embarrass them etc so i feel like i like the way that it ends where they're able to get him back mm-hmm. um but oh my gosh what's his name um the guy who does the songs oh at the beginning in my notes from last episode. Uh, okay, but, sorry. I, first of all, I, I love that we got to see him and give credit where credit is due because nice those have all been phenomenal. He has done some phenomenal work. You're so right. So that, and I love that it, they ended the series with that as well. And so we got a little quick button on some of the characters that weren't in this episode or the little questions you might have. I love that as well. Uh, but the way they incorporated him, it reminded me of something about Mary, the the movie with uh, oh. Ben Stiller. So working on in the yes. instrumental into the actual plot line, I like. And that. I loved, yeah, yeah, and I loved how Luke like put the money in his jacket. Dean Same Healy, thing. EJB, Dean. Thank, Dean. You. thank you, thank you, thank you, Dean. Yeah, because oh, again, God. I want to say David, and I knew that was wrong, but I knew it was close. Yeah. Anyways, Dean Healy. Yeah. So, um, anyway. I, I did. I felt like Luke just kind of didn't fully get it, that it really wasn't his dad. But uh, I loved Laurel and what she was able to accomplish without even knowing it. Mm -hmm. They found this new thing. So, okay, sorry. I'm like thinking as I'm trying to talk, I cannot multitask. So we find out that shame, if if the person is kind of really in there still, still... that the bugs can be kind of drawn out from shame. Right. It was and so, so well done. Laurel and her sex scene with Gareth when she's infected. Uh-huh. Is there some element of shame, you think, in how horribly <laughs> that went that helped? Oh, that's get the funny. Bugs? That's I, funny. I literally just thought of that here sitting here so i i don't think it was meant yeah. to be that way but it just kind of was like that funny thought like i'd probably be pretty ashamed if it was that awkward and uncomfortable you know right. what i mean like not for the same reasons and not the same kind of shame but that's funny shame nonetheless so yeah so i guess rochelle said that that was one of the more strong human like elements or human emotions is shame mm-hmm. and probably the opposite of that if we're to go back to that scene where where laurel and uh, and gareth do have sex probably a euphoria um yeah another strong yeah, another emotion. strong emotion yeah that's probably yeah. true well i mean and they kind of talked about that you know play the music i just want to not think i need right. my brain to kind of pull out of the logical aspect of its purpose mm-hmm. so 
the last part of this first episode, which we gotta, we really gotta pick it up so we can get to this, the second part of this episode. Yeah. So, uh, so Luke protests this farm bill and he periscopes it. It was very reminiscent of what we saw earlier this year mm-hmm. on our own politics with gun legislation mm-hmm. and the Democrats protesting. They ended up periscoping their sit-in, so it was a good way of of working in some contemporary yes. politics. Very king-like. Interesting. That is something that the kings did on The Good Wife often. I, and you watched so. The Good Wife. I did not, so I will, will trust you in that. I know. No. That's really, watch it if you ever get to it. Yeah. Um, it's a lot of seasons, but it's some of the best TV I've ever seen. So... It's very, they are very good at using, that That was a legal show, um, current laws, et cetera, going on in our real lives, same thing that they did, like you said. Um, so I, it was kind of a nice throwback to their style, kind of signature style, in in my opinion. Yeah, I, I think that they have done a fantastic job of working in contemporary political uh, events mm-hmm. and so subtly working them in, whether it be just a mention of, of Clinton and Trump. It's just the, the feeling of what is taking part in mm-hmm. our current political landscape and bringing that to the fold in this series. I think they really did do a good job of that. And I wish it was noticed more. I wish there were more viewers to the show because I think they yes. really did do a good job of that. I, I, I know it's weird to have like a prediction mm-hmm. when it's the finale, but I really think that people will be talking. People that watch the show all the way through, mm-hmm. like us, will be talking about these two episodes that aired tonight and that there might be enough of a buzz on them that gets people to like just push through to the end. Right. It's 13 episodes, you know, you just do it. Mm-hmm. And that there might be enough of a little world. Like, I think more people will watch all of it now that the end turns out so good. At least that's my thought. I like the way that this show ended the season. I agree. And you go, you look at how they ended it in general. DC's taken care of. It's out of the political landscape, but you can do more things with with the bugs. I mean, it turns out that... There are cherry blossoms in more places. There are cherry blossoms Mm -hmm. in other places in the world, world, not just the country, but, um, you know, it ended on wall street and that's where a new queen right, was with Luke. So, you know that could turn to be a whole you know s- you know a whole another series or said, new yeah season. spinoff series yeah. well now so many shows are doing kind of where it's the same characters or it's the same actors but the show's kind of taken a whole new turn american horror, american story, horror story as an example of kind of a format Fargo. that they could potentially use with this where it veers enough away from what this is that um they justify kind of pushing to try to get more viewership with mm-hmm. a little bit of a twist on not more of the same right that might not beckon those people to come watching but we'll see that that time will tell uh, yeah, it, it was complemented just simply this whole concept of oh. them working in just different elements of current political, uh, you know, happenings. Rochelle right. and Gustav, when they're over at, the, you know, they bring out their ammonium nitrate fertilizer and they're going to these cherry blossom trees, they get stopped by the police and now we see turning in uh, this this Black Lives Matter type scene where you yes. have... Um, I know how to be black. <laughs> So it was so well done. It was so well done. Mm-hmm. And it turns out, as we mentioned, Gustav has to reveal that he worked for the NSA mm-hmm. the whole time. 
and as we mentioned, I guess it gets it gets Rochelle and Gustav to be uh, a, a little, little bit more friendly yeah. with one another. Yeah. So I guess it pays off. Well, and of course, as random as it was in the end, our FBI agent. This is how I feel like they brought him back into it because he's the one that shows up, of course, and who Gustav has to reveal himself to. Yeah. Uh, what am I? I was. I, I've totally lost my train of thought about what I was just about to say. Well, I'm but. gonna say my one question. I love that whole scene. You know, it's one cop car. You were speeding. I s- calm down, Gustav. Calm down. I certainly was not. You know that whole total change. Um, but I was thinking the whole time that this thing is happening. Why didn't they wait till night? Because she's. You know, the first thing she says is. Let's kind of try to keep it low key, like like, like yeah. try to go unnoticed. <laughs> Never is it a good idea to in DC where they have the Secret Service, Capitol Police roaming around, mm-hmm. let alone all of the other security agencies. You're having bags of fertilizer in your back seat, and you're going around the city spreading it. Like this is not a good look, Rochelle right. and Gustav, for as intelligent as you are. And I don't know if Come night. On. I don't know if night would be. More like you'd be more noticeable or not. I was trying to decide, but either way, the scene played out very well. Yeah, it obviously had to be during the day f- for it to play out the way that it did, which I really liked. Yeah, I really liked that scene. Yeah, that was it, it was it was great. They were they were cute in that scene, mm-hmm. and we got to the the sit in again. The sit in lasted throughout most of the episode, but yes. um, <laughs> Red and the FBI direct or the CIA director's director come on in and reveal to luke that they have in their possession a sex tape with scarlet who was just so happened to be sitting right there right i know Mm -hmm. i Uh, feel like it was the night of like really bad sex (laughs) do you think that that was the night i do because i feel like it had to have been when she was infected yes because i don't think that they would make a sex tape that he wouldn't know about like why would she have made a sex tape and him not know about it. Right. Because then they say it's bad. And so I took that to be literally. Mm-hmm. Like, it's it makes you look sex. like you're bad at sex. Because <laughs> I almost feel like if he looked like a stallion of a man in bed, he, he would have care. Looked, yeah, exactly. <laughs> but he knew it was with her, and he knew which night it was, and it just makes him look like... That's a great ...awkward point. and weird, and it's like, well, that can't get out. We're going to have the vote. Lucretia and I even said last week, to the, at this point in time, nobody really cares about uh, about these uh these sex uh what's the word affairs. i'm looking for affairs just any kind of you know, if if this yeah. comes into the you know the uh in into light nobody really cares anymore in our own current, uh, current political system it's, it's not a big deal there's so many worse it's things like a new cycle maybe too exactly and then and then it just well, and disappears I think, and uh, Obviously, morally, everybody has their own opinions on whether or not somebody that's cheating on a spouse can do a good job in office. Mm-hmm. Um, but in Luke's case, I don't know. I I thought that that was funny that he was like willing to lose the vote. But then, of course, we find out he it's all part of a bigger plan by Luke. Vote. Which it was it was well constru- it was well constructed by me. but yeah by Cole and Luke they figured it out they got another bill that superseded the farm bill to uh, I I guess was it even voted on 
trying to even well or was it just some i think sort of the motorcycle initiative? thing was either in the bill in the budget that they voted on okay but obviously red had worked on the budget so he wasn't looking for like changes that part Got was it. unclear or that motorcycle thing was something that was voted on like in another session Previously. or at another time that superseded the farming changes that makes sense to me and but no because i it didn't i don't recall seeing them vote on that specifically unless no. it was part of the budget that red just didn't look at because he he i love how he says to laurel your brother tricked me yeah it's yeah like, i guess he tr- tricked him into voting for his own yeah. bill I don't right yeah <laughs> i don't see what red is going for in that but it causes red and laurel to finally meet and Laurel, who is often confused for Lana in Red's eyes, we find out no, that no. he's got a just almost a sad, depressing past in his I love know. life. Like, really, when you look back on it, I mean, I, I feel bad for Red, but yeah. I mean, he did it to himself. So it turns out Red was being a huge, I guess, anti-immigrant Republican. Uh, turns out he deported. A woman he actually loved. Truly loved, yeah. Back in college. And he deported Lana. I don't think I could do that. I mean, when you really think about it, if you're really in love with somebody, at right? what point in time does your... Do those, like, long-held beliefs, uh, I guess, supersede love? Well, interesting you should say that, because we do have... Laurel and Gareth. Yeah, we do. Kind of battling that out for themselves and trying to figure it out. And obviously in Red's case, on one hand, he's ashamed of what he did. Mm -hmm. But he also, I think, really does think he did the right thing in a weird way. Yeah, I I You know what I mean? Um, He's... Yeah, once you have those those beliefs ingrained in your head and and you truly... Feel that okay. This is the law. This is what it should be. He was doing the right thing. Right. So, and I in think, his eyes, she shouldn't have been there right. in the first place. I think he's more, more ashamed of kind of, like Laurel said. You know, she was sent back, and she was born in America, and she was killed. You know, I do not want to get in on the topic of immigration. No, no, you no, know. We don't need uh, to. But I feel like it's one of those things where this wasn't somebody that had like illegally immigrated and like was either here on an expired visa, you know, she was born in America. Mm-hmm. So it's kind of, I obviously legally she could be deported, um, but it's kind of like of all the people to pick, you picked her and now she's dead. And I think it's more that part of like what happened to her that he's probably more ashamed of and feels like a weight of having caused that because mm-hmm. those things wouldn't have happened if he would have let her stay. Was there a part of you that while you were watching Laurel talk to Red in that manner, mm-hmm. that at some point in time he was going to break down emotionally and the queen was going to fly out? I think that that was her goal. But Yes. Oh, yeah. Just the did shame. It, yeah. Did you, did you actually I, think that he, it was going to happen? Um, I did when she first sat down. I was kind of like, okay, not that he was going to cry necessarily, but I felt like... It was because Laurel started to say, like, get out, just get it out. Mm-hmm. And he's obviously talking about the queen. Exactly. Um, but no, I, I'm glad that it happened the way that it did. It was so, so bizarre. Just like this whole yeah. season has, has been. It's just a different series. So 
pulls out the gun. Gareth does come to the rescue, which... Yes. Though I thought, and I'd been predicting for a long time, that Gareth was going to be the one to actually kill Red. I guess he does shoot yeah. him. He does in shoot him butt. right in the rump. So... <laughs> And I would say a little bit because of all of that, and then Gary coming in and stepping on the queen. In a way, you know, they get the true red wheat is back. So Mm -hmm. in a way, he did kill infected red. Yeah. I'll give you that. It's a stretch. It's a stretch. Thank you. I appreciate it. Um, I mean, tell us tell us what you guys think in the chat room. I know yeah. there are a couple of you in there at the moment, but uh, tell us what you think. Were you pleased with the way that the queen was defeated? Was it uh, was it satisfactory enough? Because this has been a long time coming. This is the 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 villain that we've been fighting this entire season, and it just it felt so nonchalant in the end. It's the intern comes on in and steps on the bug. <laughs> and what did you think of like the? She's like this green gooey. I mean, that's what I expect of any bug, I guess. <laughs> but instantly, a huge swarm comes on in, tries to save. I'm assuming, is that, but that's ant-like? Or, I mean, that's the nature of this type of bug? <sighs> if the queen dies, does everybody go to the queen? I, I, I suppose so. I suppose so. You just, that's... You try and defend the queen the best way that you can. I guess. Um, there were a lot of bugs that came in there. I thought it was so funny that... Uh, Laurel and Gareth, are, they climb up on the desk and they're just kind of watching all of them swarm. Mm-hmm. And they're like, that's gross. And they look at each other and they just totally kiss. I know. I'm like... It was, it was so... I, I, I felt that there was, in an odd way, I, I don't know if I was fully enthralled with the way that they ended everything. It just... The emotions felt off. I did not feel like there was they an being epic. Moral and oh, I didn't Garrett. feel like okay. Well, I didn't feel like that there was an epic enough conclusion of 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 Red's defeat. I mean, he, he's been the the catalyst this entire season, and we there was no I, I true reward in the wit and. Uh, and like detective work that Laurel has had to do in finding out their end game and in determining like like, the what, bugs. yeah, beating the bugs. It just felt like another day, another day, another day in Capitol Hill. I, I there was nothing like overly heroic or nothing that mm-hmm. we just discovered in the last couple of, um, you know, episodes that helped defeat red and the bugs Mm -hmm. maybe if she did finally convince him through shame to to like release the queen and that's how they defeated him i feel like i would have been more satisfied with that ending because at least it makes it makes sense with how the plot line was building that's my personal Uh, thought yeah i get what you're saying i definitely agree that it could have had a little bit more of a climactic ending and kind of resolution as far as Laurel did this and kind of somebody giving her some credit. Mm -hmm. But I did really like how it ended. And I kind of liked, I I feel like the little victory came in when uh, Gareth said to Red, like, welcome back. Or, you know, hey, you know, at the end where it was kind of like, now you know, like her dad and and Red is now himself again. And that was, that was nice. And it's like, all right, we're going to pull out the alcohol because... 
you're an alcoholic. I, I was w- I was waiting for him to just pull out like a you know something. a handle of so th- Jack that, Daniels or something. Something like, that. like I to me I felt like that was kind of a little nod where it's like all right we got him back like yeah. we we won yeah. But I I agree with what you're saying. It was very still anticlimactic mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. compared to what it could have been. And I mean Christina's journey in our chat room pointed out that they they liked how how it was the one intern who had made it to the end that was able to avenge the other interns. Yes. So I do like that. Yes, you're right. Uh, e- I think it had to be the intern. It was yeah. like kill or be killed. <laughs> yeah, yeah, because he he did so. survive in the end. But uh, and, and for it to have been totally an accident, like I'll go get some paper towels. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Just nonchalant. Like, oh, has oh, no okay, idea so, what he did. Yeah, no clue. Just, just thought he stepped on a bug. And isn't isn't it just the interns and like the assistants that, you know, really have the power. They're the uh they're the gatekeepers. Yes. So yeah, I guess it wasn't a fun <laughs> little ending. But overall, um we end the season. Rochelle and Gustav, we can assume that they're gonna get hit. Yeah. Sure, at least like date. Laurel and Gareth, though they have some disagreements over the amount of kids that they I might have. I want to know what you all think the normal amount of kids is because <laughs> five or six seems like I love higher than normal. It was, it was to, to me. I would say two or three is normal. Yeah. Oh uh, well, that's average. Average is what one point. Well, isn't average normal? Yeah, I mean, no, I think it's okay. like one point eight or something like that. Kids, oh, I think one, average family is one point eight, but I guess because there's a lot of people that don't have any. Yeah, but I mean, of the people that have kids, I feel like two or three. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I would have even, I would have even like stretched it to four. Like if he had said the normal amount, like yeah. three or four, I would have been like, that's that's pretty Good normal. Luck. But and he is not the one that has to actually go through. Well, with that's the whole why thing. he's one thing, and he can just have five Mind kids. Here. Some sympathy towards, but the Laurel wants none. <laughs> it was, that, it's was, like, that was funny, of course. Though. Yeah, she would. You got to figure this out. Like you, you moved in together, and you just think everything is going on track. But maybe if it was always with, little reminders. Maybe if it was with Michael Moore, she would change oh. her mind. <laughs> We were just having a moment that was so much better before you said that. We had to go back to we that. We had to. Um, I love that they did bring that up, actually. They, a quick it, joking reference. So any doubt that anybody red, had over the seriousness of that has to be gone. Red was right in front of Garrett's parents, yes. too. Oh, my gosh. So She's a Democrat. She's a Democrat. Yeah. yeah. Um, oh. So some quick wrap-ups for the entire season. Um who, I guess, in your opinion, who is your favorite character arc throughout the entire season? If you can Ooh. think of one character and how their uh, character developed, what would you, who would you go with, I should mm. say? That's a hard one. I'll, I'll start with mine. I really... Don't pick mine. Uh, go okay. first. Well, I, what good is that? All right. Anyway, I will go with, I'm going to go with Laurel. I'm going to go with Laurel. And okay, she is our protagonist. Mine, so. She is our protagonist, but and our main character. But I like at least at the beginning of this of this series, she was she was somebody who was just in her in her own. It's like she knew who she was, but she didn't necessarily know exactly what skills she could mm-hmm. bring to the table that were her finest and like most admirable qualities. I think that she did a great job throughout the season of really tuning into who she was as a person and understanding that, 
yeah, I might not want to get into politics, but I'm good at working the political system. And I'm, mm-hmm. I, I can use, you know, this investigative, you know, in her documentary or work that I, the, um, the, her ex-boyfriend, the famous filmmaker got credit for mm-hmm. making, but I felt like that infection video was again, one of those where she could use her skill set and her passion within her political realm to get something done and to get the message across. Um, so I, yeah. So I, I, so I was leaning towards when he was like favorite character would not be the same as the, my like favorite arc to watch. Mm -hmm. I think Gareth was my favorite to watch, um, changed so much in a weird way by staying himself. You know what I mean? If that makes sense, because I think he's always, he did always kind of know who he was. Like he was the opposite of Laura. Like he knew, he knew who he was because we now in this finale see where he comes from. Mm -hmm. And to some extent he's his parents' son because the conservative aspect is very apparent, (laughs) but it's almost like he wanted more for himself than whatever, wherever he came from. And he fought to, to climb out of that just like Laurel did. But, you know, he's crawling into the political world and he wants to be that good, non-corrupt type of person. And so he's struggling with, these are my beliefs and I work for a Republican senator and this is the right thing. Mm-hmm. And all the little things we've seen throughout the season of him helping Laurel and and following his heart a little bit more. Um, but then he stays true to who he is and kind of rediscovers himself. Um, and I say rediscover because he knew who he was and he kind of lost his way. He didn't discover who he was right. in the season um, and getting to watch all of that. And then to see it all the way through to the end where I feel like he had a very real reaction to the bug situation where it's like, I can't deny what I saw, but I also can't believe what I saw. Like, this is just too much, <laughs> uh, you know, and so I kind of liked that dynamic as well, but ultimately, of course, he's he's in on it and helps accomplish what needs to be done to kind of get to get us where we end. So, character so. that you would most like to sit down and have a drink with? Well, Gareth's cute, so it'd still be Gareth. <laughs> but you're going. Uh, <laughs> I'd love Red Wheatus. I, oh, see, hands uh, down, Gustav, Gustav would be entertaining he, too. I think he was probably my favorite character, and. The NSA thing to, to where it's like Rochelle cannot um, deny him, you know, because yeah. like, she says, well, you live in a, your base, you know, you basement. live in a basement apartment. Uh, it's like, yeah, but now he's no. legit. He's living and in his so, basement for a reason. Right. He's smart and nice. saving his money. Yeah. Um, so prediction, do you think that this series is going to come back? Uh there, I, there's this part of me that feels a little bit of a, a the little engine that could mm-hmm. for it. Uh, like I said, I feel like these last two episodes may cause a little bit of a stir. And that if they were to take more of the American Horror Story formatting, mm-hmm. where, like we kind of talked about before the show started, we now are following Luke in Wall Street. Right. Uh, or, you know, something more along those lines where it takes us out of the DC element um, we've kind of retired that maybe references to it because I'm assuming Gareth probably will still be in that world. Yeah. Uh, but but I could see something like that happening to where they kind of they they switch it up, switch the city up um, because they definitely left it open ended to where the bugs could come back and 
they're going to communicate this. You know, there's going to be a lot of things that are the same. But now, of course, the bugs know different or better as far as the human element of their, like, their awareness, the human's awareness of them mm-hmm. uh, to kind of try to overcome them. So, you know, as as you mentioned, I think that it was it was a well done season. They, I wish the pace would have picked up a little bit faster. Agreed. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I would have helped the the season, I think. But overall, uh, great. Uh, the show understood what it was. Mm-hmm. It was you know political satire, and mm-hmm. they did a good job of working in dramatic elements. And they, I guess it was probably sorry to interrupt. You. Oh, go ahead. I, I, I my understanding is because this was greenlit straight straight to series, to series correct that it may have all been kind of outlined or written prior to it coming out as far as seeing ratings. Mm-hmm. Um, so I like that they stayed true to the show, and I think true to the outline that they had. Mm-hmm. They may have tweaked some of the stuff at the end. To give us a, I think there's a p- possibility that we got more in these last two episodes because they're not sure what the fate of the series is. Possible, uh, but I could also see it having been intentional, right? Um, to try to hook for the next season, maybe not recognizing how slow it was leading up to this until it came out, and some of those numbers weren't where. Uh, anybody, of course, would have thought or wanted them to be. Because I feel like they did pick up the pace quite a bit towards the end. Yeah. And it it was like, all right, we got to finish this up somehow. We've got a lot mm-hmm. of these elements that are getting spread out. We've got these internment camps. Like, let's close this up. Yeah. So it did feel a little bit of a little bit rushed. But with that said, at least we had that closure that we yes. needed. So yes. I'm happy that they went there. If that was, in if fact, this is the it, case. I... if this is it. I, I got enough. Satisfied. I got the answers I wanted and needed. But exactly. I would absolutely watch a show and check out Luke on Wall Street and kind of home life with Wall Street in the picture and where Laurel and Luke are, or I means sorry, Laurel and Gareth are. Uh, is she making the documentary? Is he uh, in any way a kept man? Or, uh, you know, just yeah. how they kind of have made that work. I, I would watch that. So, we'll, you know, I would love, I would love to see some more uh, if... If we were given such. We're blessed with such. Yes. Uh, Gustav spinoff is what Christina's journey just suggested in our uh, chat room. And I'd be all for that. And a show with the NSA would be fascinating. That would be an interesting element, too. Well. I'm just saying the Kings had that on The Good Wife also. Oh, did they? They had, yeah. One of the, Alicia, the main character on The Good Wife, um, she's being listened to by the NSA. Uh, For, I mean, they have semi-legitimate reasons um, because of some of her clientele. Uh, but so they, you know, they cut to these scenes of the office, the NSA office and the people listening and those actors were great. And anyway, so mm. I, yes, the NSA is a fascinating thing and we're probably being listened to right now Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> because we've said the name so many times. Exactly. Well, uh, it was a great, it was a great season. I, I definitely enjoyed the, uh, the time that yeah. I spent with you and Lucretia. Yes, um, she is sick. So she was so sorry that she couldn't join us tonight, but Hopefully she's home feeling better with soup or something. Yeah. Tell us where the, they can find you on social media. I am on Instagram and Twitter at Cohen, C-O-U-H-E-N. Are you doing any uh, other After Buzz series? I am. Fall? I am doing uh, this. It's called Startup. It's a crackle show nice. about a digital currency. Cool. Uh, and then I'm also doing Quarry, which is 
Ooh, what network is that on? I'm not sure. Um, it, it started tonight, so cool. I will be filming the first episode of that tomorrow. And then Conviction on ABC. Oh, nice. Cool. In October. I have a good. friend on that show, so I was like, I want to do this. Cool. I'm a little biased. Well, yeah. uh, awesome. what about you? Where the, where can we find you? I uh, you can find me on Twitter at the Kevin Ellis or on Instagram at Kevin Ellis twenty five. I will be doing uh, the CBS series Bull, uh, which nice. is airing on Tuesday, starting September twentieth. So hit us up on uh, the AfterBuzz TV after show for that. Mm-hmm. Um, Overall, thank you to all of us who have joined us in our chat room throughout the entire season. We know it's late. EJB Red Sox, Christina's Journey, Starman has been a part of it. Eiffel Tour, you're in. Uh, We also do to have uh, Lainey Faye and Esna. Thank you all for joining us in the chat room and for hitting us up in the comments section. Uh, Know that you can always find us on SoundCloud, YouTube. Guys, we had a great season. Thanks for joining us this entire way, and uh, maybe we'll see you Brain Dead Season 2. Woohoo! All right, take care, guys. Bye bye. From executive producers Maria Manunos, Kevin Undergaro, Phil Svitek, and the entire AfterBuzz TV staff, we would like to thank you for listening to the AfterBuzz TV network. To watch or listen to other after shows and post comments or questions, be sure to visit AfterBuzzTV.com. I'm Sir Richard Wentworth, and this has been a presentation of AfterBuzz TV. Buzz you later. The views expressed herein are those of the host only and do not necessarily reflect the views of AfterBuzz TV or its owners or principals. 